Neither the radio people of Dothan or 106.7 KMX will be held liable for the results of downloading and listening to this podcast. You must listen at your own risk. This is episode two of The Haunting of the Wiregrass. Today I'm interviewing Jerry with RIP Investigations. Hi Jerry, how are you? I'm doing great. First, tell us what is RIP Investigations? RIP Investigations stands for Researching and Paranormal. We're a group of basically paranormal investigators. We just investigate things that are classified as unknown. It could be ghosts, it could be UFOs, but mostly we've been doing just uh, just ghosts. What made you want to become a paranormal investigator? Well, what happened was uh, I had an experience when I was a young adult back in 99 working at uh, a hotel. I wanted to know more about what was happening. You know, what caused it? Who did it? Why did it happen to me? What are some places that you've investigated in the past? Our team's been pretty much all over the southeast. We've been as far north as uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, where we investigated the USS uh, North Carolina battleship, Birmingham, Slosses Furnace, as well as a uh, a few cemeteries up there and a few a few residence houses up there. We've gone as far south as Clay County Jail, which is right across a little lake uh, near St. Augustine, Florida. We've been along the, along Florida, a lot of places in the south here, around Enterprise, Dothan, pretty much around Union Springs, all over Alabama, basically. Where is RIP Investigations based out of? Uh, we're based out of Enterprise. I know that you've investigated some places here in the Wiregrass area, one of them being the Old Coffee County Jail. Can you tell us about that investigation? Yes, we investigated it quite a few times. We've had our very first investigation there, in fact, where we were in the building next door to the jail, which is uh, Big Jim Folsom's home house, his house he was born in. And we had two investigators ask if they wanted us to leave and the front door opened up on us. We've had experiences inside the jail where we had one investigator that got scratched during EVP sessions. We actually had one that kind of got guilted into trying to find the spirit's son and turned out that that person was actually in jail for killing his son. We've had experiences of hearing footsteps inside the jail, getting electrical magnetic fields when there's no electricity in the building. You know, I've had reports from uh, police officers that won't even go into that jail. Is it still an active jail or is it abandoned? It's abandoned. It's a historical landmark. Now, I do want to note that we did have permission to be there after dark. A lot of people you see that say they go ghost hunting, we always get permission to go because that's the last thing you want to do is get arrested. And then it also ruins it for other paranormal investigators that want to go into other places. So how many ghosts or spirits do you think are in that jail. We did a during a spirit box session, which is basically a radio station that goes through so it goes through all F- AM, FM, it goes through AM, FM uh, from, and it only stays on each station, maybe one one hundredth of a second. And we've had a voice come along after we've asked that question of how, how many spirits, and we've had the number five come across. So we believe that there's about five spirits inside that jail, at least at the time when we did that investigation. When was the last time you went there? We investigated it about three years ago it was the last time we went. And do you know any information around the jail? Like, why is it so haunted? Well, there's some stories of it 
one of the stories is the sheriff, Coffee County Sheriff or Elba Police Chief, was shot on the on the doorsteps of the the jail itself. We've also had uh, heard about stories of people dying inside the jail, either from suicide or being murdered or natural causes. Of course, there was one that was ruled a suicide, but the spirit over our spirit box came back and said he was murdered. Is this one of the scariest places you've ever had to investigate before? This jail, no. It was actually a different jail that actually kind of scared me. Where is that jail located? Yes, it was the Pauly Jail in Union Springs. Why was that one so scary? What did you experience? Well, I've been in haunted cemeteries at night. I've been in jails at like 3 in the morning in the dark by myself. Been in Swastis Furnace at like Two in the morning in pitch darkness where I can't see my hand in front of my head, my face. Been in haunted battleships. And the Poly Jail is the only place I've ever been where I had to say, okay, I need to leave the building right now. We were breaking down our investigation, and I was on the third floor of it running one of our digital camera cables out the window. All of a sudden, I just felt people rush up on me like, like I was about to get into a fight, and I was terrified. I had to set everything down and get out the building for a while to calm myself down and kind of refocus my energy and my thoughts. Did you end up going back to that jail after you like focused your thoughts and everything? Yes, I ended up investigating it several more times, most recently, just last month. I'm surprised you would go back there. I'd be far away from there. <laughs> yeah, that that is... Uh, a. <laughs> The whole thing is, is I want to know why, why they chose to come after me. Why are they still there? Did you ever figure out why they chose you? No, I didn't. They have gone after other people as well. So are you going to go back there to see like, if you can figure out why they chose you? I've tried to communicate to other spirits to find out why they went after me, but they just didn't. They just did not communicate back to me. There's still so much more to be asked there. Have you investigated other haunted places in the Wiregrass area? Yes, I have. And in fact, we're investigating the Newton Libraries and Museum, which is in one building in Newton, Alabama. And Newton's also home to one of the 13 ghosts of Alabama, which is a famous book that's pretty much in all elementary schools in the state of Alabama. And we're looking forward to it because we've never investigated there before. We're going to be working with another paranormal group out of Web, Web Alabama, which is Web Paranormal. Why is a library haunted? Well, that's one thing we're trying to find out. When we go in to look at a haunted place, we try to come up with logical things. There was a scratch on the floor somewhere. Well, it could have been a mouse in a wall scratching. There's a creak in a building, a pop. You know, it could be the building settling. So we go through, we try to come up with logical explanations for things. And if we can't prove a logical thing, well, that falls in the definition as paranormal, the unknown. So that's what basically we do. They've had reports of people walking in the upstairs. Uh, We also had a report that a woman had committed suicide there. Back before it was a library, it used to be a uh, women's dormitory for a college there. I'm still learning about like all the haunted places that are here in the South. Well, this, this area of the South, we're in the Southeast, the Wiregrass area. I mean, there are very small old spots. I mean, the city of Enterprise wasn't founded until, uh, was 1910, 1911. And thing with, uh, 
you know, Ozark, everyone thinks old the Old South and everything. Well, a lot of the South didn't really start getting built up until after the Civil War. So, I mean, there isn't that many uh, older places that a lot of people think of. Yes, there's a few, but not much public buildings. Earlier in the interview, you mentioned that you had an experience when you were a young adult with a spirit. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience more, if you could? Yes, it was actually one of my very first jobs out of culinary school. I was working at the Rawls Hotel in Enterprise. I had basically been working late one night for a wedding that was coming up the next night because I needed to make about 300 chocolate mousse cakes. I was in the kitchen about three in the morning when I heard voices coming in from the lobby, and I locked myself in the building, set the alarm, made sure, you know, the building was secured, all doors were locked and everything, lights off. And I figured somebody from one of the offices upstairs would came in to do some late-night paperwork. And I yelled out to them, let them know I was there. But I still kept hearing the voices right in the lobby just outside, and I couldn't make them out. So I went out, searched the whole entire building, upstairs and down, upstairs, everything's locked up, downstairs, everything's locked up, doors are locked, you know, windows are closed. I started coming back around to the other side of the building where the kitchen is, and I heard the voices again, so I kind of crept over there and ran out, and no one was there, and the voices stopped immediately. So I decided to just go back in the kitchen, turn the radio up, finish everything up, and get out of there. I didn't even do the dishes. I left it sitting in the sink and turned the lights off, locked the building, set the alarm, and went home. The next morning, I came back to clean up the kitchen, and I was leaning over the kitchen sink, scrubbing out little bowls that I had to bake the cake in, and all of a sudden, the side of my shirt right by my kidney just got sucked in, got stuck to my skin. And sure, logically thinking, okay, well, maybe it's just static, static from fabric, so I kind of pulled my shirt back shake it off, you know, then it happens again. I'm thinking, well, maybe I need to change my fabric softer or add more. So I kind of shake it off again. Third time, this time I feel a pat on my side, like somebody's tapping my side. And I look down and I could see my shirt going up and down as I could feel the pats along my side. And I basically just, threw everything down in the sink and stepped out the building for a while till somebody else came. Did any of your other coworkers experience anything like this? Yes, we had other cooks that had things happen to them. We were breaking down from our Sunday brunch, and it was just me and two other cooks. And we were breaking down these heavy buffet tables. Usually, it took two people to carry the tables. So we told them, we'll be back to help them to grab the other table. And we carried it one table all the way down the hall, stored it in the thing, turned around. He came and set it down. It's like, we said, who helped you carry it? And he said, I thought you did. No, we were up here. It was like, we were completely puzzled, didn't know what happened. He literally felt the table pick the other other end up off the floor while he was carrying it. It's kind of nice to have a ghost to help out, to help you out in the kitchen like that, though. I mean, at least the ghost was nice for that. (laughs) Is there a past that would make it haunted there? Did you ever look into it deeper? Yeah, the voices that I heard in the the lobby, I had talked to older investigators and other that have been in the field for like longer than I have. They had told us that a lot of times what happens is that when people are traveling and something happens and unfortunately they they pass away, 
they they sometimes go back to a location that they visited last. And because the walls is, was directly in front of the railroad tracks in Enterprise, a lot a lot of people going through the railroad station and visiting the walls. So that way, we kind of figured that was one way they were visiting. A lot of times what happens also is they say sometimes when you pass away, you go to places that you love. Or, and there was so much energy going through that building from all you can imagine, you know, it was built in the 1900s. All the weddings, all the banquets, all the parties they've had there, all the customers they've had there go through that building from all the good times. Some bad, most of it's probably good that a lot of people had a lot of fun there. I know when I worked there, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I loved the staff visiting with them after hours, you know, just sitting around once we're done relaxing, chilling, talking about the day. We had a blast. Customers and weddings, uh, so many weddings I've sat there and watched in their banquet room. You can imagine just how, how many people have gotten married there. And not just people from the South, but, you know, military have also come through there. There were probably military wives or military uh, families that got married there. Different military units that came through uh, to have their Christmas parties there or holiday parties or different promotion parties. Same thing with family get-togethers, reunions. So there's a lot of energy that goes through that building. And sometimes that's how some places will get become haunted. And they think automatically ghosts are evil and they're devils and everything. No, a lot of spirits are just regular people that are just reliving their some of the glory days. How long did you work there for? I worked there for actually about a year before I decided to move back to Chicago. And how often would you experience these spirits for the whole year that you worked there? I would experience things off and on for about six to seven months. And it's not like straight through, but it's, you know, maybe one thing per month or one or something would happen a week and then next week something happened and then nothing happened for like two months. You know, it's hit or miss on that. It's definitely haunted because I went there last year to visit because of the owners of Thoral's restaurant. I interviewed them last year for the podcast and they had this little ghost yeah. meter. They said it was a toy, so they don't know if the ghost meter like actually worked. But down in the basement is where that toy meter, like the ghost meter was going off like crazy it was only like in certain parts of the basement. Yes, that is true. Uh, I've never liked the basement. No. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it, a lot of it is, is not really the, the spirits. It's just of the pretty much the vibes. You know, going up and down the stairs, a lot of times, you know, you don't feel the, the stairs may not be completely straight. And then you also have the fact that, it's a really confined space, and you can easily get claustrophobic. Then there's a lot of darkness, and it's not really well lit as the rest of the building. The shadows can affect it. So in the dining room area, there's some photos, the people who used to be there like when the building was first built. And the lady who works there, she took a photo of me sitting in front of one of the photos, like one of the paintings they have on the wall. And she sent me the photo later that day. And she's like, I was completely still when I took this photo. And the whole photo is completely blurry. There's a photographer who's opening up a photography shop down, downtown Enterprise. And he 
takes a lot of photographs of downtown Enterprise. And last January, he took a set of three photos inside the Rawls. He took them all back to back. He set his camera up so to take three pictures. First picture, perfect. Second picture uh, had a shadow in it that looked like it was hanging. The third picture was perfect. And what was really interesting about when you started looking at and, and analyzing that picture is you could see that there, whatever the shadow is, is also blocking the light on the wall from the lights. So that shadow is producing a shadow. You know, he posted that on his uh, Facebook page. And, you know, I've, when I joined his page, I saw this and I was like, dude, really? This is, and I started getting a big conversation about it and told him that, that it was one of the best uh, unexplainable pictures I've ever seen. And that I actually believe that he did catch a really good photograph of the spirit. I believe it. I think so, too. Um, that's all the questions I have, unless there's anything else you wanted to add about RIP investigations in general or about Old Coffee County Jail. Too much. But one book I would suggest for you to read, read The 13 Ghosts of Alabama. It's a small little pamphlet book. It was written for, it's a ghost, ghost story book, and it was very fascinating. It's like 13 Famous Ghosts of Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out then. Thanks, Jerry. I'm not a problem. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 2, The Haunting of the Wiregrass. Brought to you by The Radio People.